Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, We're going to open up the words, so... Let's start with 1 Samuel 16, if you have paperback or digital Bible, either one works. We're going to be talking a little bit about David's life this morning. We're going to highlight some things in his life and how he waited. And this is actually Samuel going to Jesse of Bethlehem in order to find the next king of Israel and to anoint him. And I want to just pick it up to where he's having a conversation with Jesse here. Starting in verse 11, it says, Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And listen to this. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. I want to preach a message this morning, if you're taking notes, entitled Yield for Traffic. Yield for Traffic. I think sometimes in life, it's, it's just a matter of time before we enter a waiting season, and sometimes we have to yield. Sometimes we come encounter with a stop sign, and that's okay because God is involved in our waiting. He's present. He's in our waiting. Amen? So let's pray together before we get into it. Jesus, thank you that you're in this place right now. And Jesus, we need you. We're nothing without you. And I pray as we take a look at David's life and how you used him for your glory, I pray that we would gain inspiration this morning for the fact that you used his life and knowing that you can actually use our lives as well. Use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So we claim that this morning. We remind our souls of that. And we pray that you would bless this time in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen, 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 amen. Cool. Well, does anyone like driving in the house this morning? Maybe a show of hands. Anybody? Yes. Okay, cool. Does anyone not like driving? We can be honest. Okay. So you'd rather take an Uber everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm sometimes in the same boat. But I have to admit, when I was younger, I was so excited to get my learner's permit so I could drive with one of my parents and, and just drive around on the highway, drive around, you know, downtown. I was so excited to get in the vehicle, get behind the wheel, and just drive. And I remember, you know, it was a process until I finally got my driver's license. I had to wait and wait and wait, and I had to, you know, figure out how to drive and learn things about driving and all that comes with that. And how many of you guys actually went to driver's ed school? Driver's ed was interesting. I went as well, and I figured that, I don't, I don't know, I thought that it was going to be really fun um, until I met my driving instructor. So he was actually a high school football coach, and he treated driver's ed like he was coaching a football team. 
And I just remember he was very intense. He was, he was very passionate, loud. He reminded me kind of like Hulk Hogan a little bit. Like he's just always yelling. And not only that, he also had these eyes. You know, like people, some people, they, I swear they don't blink. They're just like intense eyes, like always looking at you like. And I, I felt like I was being watched with these intense eyes. And he's just kind of like, all right, boys, we're going to go. We're going to go drive and it's going to be great. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, whatever you say, don't hurt me. And we went driving through this gated community one time. And I'll never forget this moment for the rest of my life. We were driving, and eventually we pulled off to the shoulder of the road. And he's like, Christopher. And I'm like, yes, yes, what's up? And he's like, I want you to drive now. So get in the driver's seat. I'm like, okay, whatever you say, all right. And I sat in the, in the driver's seat. I put my seatbelt on, and there he is just. I'm like, okay, this is really weird. I'm just going to focus on. Yeah, the road. Okay, so I put my seatbelt on. I, I turned on the car, and I pulled out, and all of a sudden, I hear, boom! And I didn't get in a wreck. It was him yelling, boom. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening right now? And he's like, boom! Did you hear that? We just got in a car wreck because you're irresponsible. I'm like, what is going on? He's like, you didn't put your blinker on and you didn't look in your mirrors. And I'm like, I mean, I looked in my side mirror. He's like, you didn't look in both mirrors and you did not put your blinker on. And now guess what? We're all in the hospital because of your decision to pull out without looking. I'm like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Is this actually happening? And uh, needless to say, I learned some things. I was kind of stressed out by the end of my experience through driver's ed, but it was, it was a good experience. And, uh, we went through it with, with a high school football coach and he was amazing. And, uh, I finally got my driver's license and I was so excited to be able to drive on my own. I remember I had a Camaro, I believe it was a 2001 Camaro convertible. Hey, what's up? And I didn't even, it's funny. It's like, yeah, I had a convertible, but like, I didn't even really use it that much. I kind of like, I wasted that opportunity, but that's besides the point. I was so pumped to just have it. I remember coming home for Christmas, I believe, one, one day, and, and uh, my mom surprised me with this Camaro. It was so cool, and it was a gift from my grandpa, and I'll never forget it. But I just remember holding on to the keys, getting in the car, and driving. And it was the greatest feeling ever. But I had to wait to get to that point of finally having a driver's license in my hand. There was a process to it, right? And I feel like in life, we're always going in and out of waiting seasons. But it's how we react or how we respond to a waiting season that truly matters in life. We're always going to enter a waiting season. But I'm more concerned about what we can actually learn from the waiting season. Amen? And there's a, there's a weight and responsibility to having a driver's license. You know, you have to follow some rules. And how many of you know that when you get on this road called life, sometimes we have detours. Sometimes we have signs that tell us to slow down. Sometimes we see a yield sign or a stop sign. Or sometimes there's something on the road we have to drive around. But between point A to point B, that's all a part of the journey. And God is so close to you in the middle. Even if it looks like a mess, even though... Maybe sometimes there's, there's work being done on the road and you're, you're completely stopped and you feel like you know, you're going nowhere and you're not getting to point B, you're not getting to your final destination. But there's hope this morning 
because God is working in the details in your waiting season. And we can look at David's life and, and, and get encouragement because David was not exempt of waiting seasons. We see that throughout his life. I mean, he was the youngest of eight sons. He was a shepherd boy for his father, Jesse. Scholars believe that he was anointed with what we were reading earlier. He was anointed to be king between 10 to 15 years of age. And then later on, he found favor with King Saul. He had a relationship with him, but then eventually King Saul grew envious of him. We know this, right? And he pursues to kill him at one point. But later on, finally, you know, after a seven to seven and a half year civil war with King Saul's last remaining son, David actually becomes king of Israel. But he doesn't become king of Israel until he's around 30 years of age. So by the time he was anointed, and by the time that he was finally king of Israel, it was about 15-ish years. David was familiar with, with waiting, right? He was in a waiting season, but he took advantage of the waiting season. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more as we go through Scripture this morning. So this morning, I want to just actually give us a couple points on how we can go through the waiting season well. When we feel like we keep finding the yield signs or the stop signs, how we can actually thrive and get to our destination as a better version of ourselves. So are you ready for it this morning? Are you leaning in? So if you're taking notes, you can write this down. First point is that we need to work with our weight. So you can work with your weight. What weight am I referring to? The weight that just naturally comes with waiting. There is a weight that actually comes from a season of waiting for something. When you're believing for a breakthrough, you're believing for a miracle, there is a weight that comes with it. And you know what's beautiful is that we can actually work with that weight. We don't have to allow the weight to work against us. We can let it work for us. We can be active during this time of waiting. You know, a lot of us are waiting for this pandemic to be over, but I'm more concerned about what God is trying to teach us through this season. I have a different perspective. Are we actually taking inventory of what God is speaking to us and teaching us during this time, during this year, when so many people want to completely erase this year, 2020, and go from 2019 and then just erase and go to 2021? We can't do that because God is doing so much in 2020. It might be hard to see at times, but he's moving and he's working. God is still doing something. It's just a matter of where we're putting our focus in. He's still present. He is able to do work in our 2020. But there is no denying the fact that 2020 has been a year where we feel the weight of waiting. But good news is that we can work with that weight. I think about David when Saul was, again, relentlessly pursuing to kill David out of jealousy and envy. And David works with that weight by honoring the Lord and, and honoring the Lord's anointed to be king during that time. It wasn't his time to, to become king yet, but he still extended honor. And I wanted to talk about this story a little bit and read it where they're both in the cave and only one person knows about it, David. Saul goes in the cave. David's in there as well. He has an opportunity to kill Saul, the person that's really pursuing him to try and kill him. But he spares his life. He cuts a portion of his robe off and shows Saul later on, hey, I had the opportunity to actually end you I know you're trying to end me, but I spared your life because you are the Lord's anointed. And I want to extend honor to that fact. 
So we're going to read a little bit of this conversation that they had in 1 Samuel 24, starting in verse 10. It says, Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave. And some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. Isn't that pretty wild? That David is like, Saul, listen to me. I had the opportunity to take your life, and I didn't. Even though you're jealous of me, you have envy towards me, you want to end me, I had the opportunity to end you, and I didn't because you are the Lord's anointed. He extended honor in that moment. And can you imagine the amount of weight that David would have felt in his waiting to becoming king, especially in this moment? If I was him, I probably would have been like, all right, Lord, I don't know if I'm dying today or not, but... I'm going to keep moving forward. I could die today, but I know you're faithful. You've delivered me before, and you're going to deliver me again. So I'm just going to keep moving forward. And maybe some of you guys can relate to that weight that David felt in this part of his life. You know, I don't really know how I can keep moving forward. But then you take a minute to remind yourself of how faithful God has been in the past. And it fuels you for the future. Amen? God is faithful, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We love talking about that because it's so true in church. He can't deny himself for he's faithful. So we can work with the weight. I'm sure David was tired of that tension, but he wanted to do something about that weight. He wanted to grow. What's cool is that he actually grew in self-control in that moment. He grew in patience. He grew in honor. Let's actually take advantage of the weight that we feel in the waiting and do something with it. Let's become a better version of ourselves and what God has truly called us to be. Amen. And I have a question for us this morning. Are we focused more on the length of the season instead of who we are becoming? Are we more focused on the amount of time that it's taking? Like, oh my goodness, I'm between point A and point B and this is a mess and I'm in the middle and I don't see the final destination. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see the breakthrough. I don't see the miracle. I'm just in the middle of the mess and I'm so focused on how long it's taking, but are we forgetting about who we're becoming in the process? And that weight is there to encourage us and work for us, not against us, to actually be a better version of ourselves and who we're becoming. I'm more concerned about who we're becoming in this year of 2020 than all of the bad things that have happened. It's like God is still here. He's still with us, and he hasn't forsaken us. The best way that we work with the weight is to focus on who we're becoming in the process. Maybe you're here, and you're waiting for that special someone to spend the rest of your life with. Maybe you're waiting and you're newlyweds and you're going through the adoption process and starting a family. Maybe you're here and you want to be debt-free one day, but you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. You're just here putting as much savings away as you can. Maybe you're here and you're waiting for that next job promotion, whatever it might look like. God is working with the weight. He's, he's working in that way. And let me encourage you with Romans 8 real quick. 8 
verse 28, it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things, everybody say all things, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So keep expressing your love for God. And remember, he's working all things together for his good. So even when you don't see the point B, when we don't see the destination point yet, just know he's working all things together for his good, for those that love him and according to his purposes. I had a friend one time, she brought a message in church, and I always remembered this, this line that she said. She said, if it's not good, then God's not done. If it's not good, God's not done. Some of you maybe need to just take that on for the next week or two, next couple of months. Like, if it's not good yet, whatever that situation is that I'm working through, then God's not done yet. Can I get an amen in the house this morning? Got one witness. Amen. Okay. So work with the weight. And number two this morning, if you're taking notes, speak life. Remember to speak life when you are in the middle of your waiting season. How are you talking to yourself? Like, how's the self-talk going? And how are you talking outwardly to other people? What are the words that you're speaking? Because they're so important. There's so much weight that comes with the words that you speak out loud. Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. So that's pretty straightforward. Are we gonna choose to speak life? Are we going to choose to speak death over a situation and discouragement and hopelessness? I want, to, I want to instill hope in people with the words that I speak. I want to encourage. I want to speak life. I want to talk about light, not darkness. The light over, overcomes darkness every single time. So we can speak words of life. And I think about David when he finds news about Saul and his army being confronted with Goliath. And he has a conversation with Saul, and Saul's trying to figure out what to do. David's like speaking words of victory in this moment. He's talking to Saul, and he's like, listen, it, he doesn't even stand a chance because the Lord's delivered me before, and he's going to be faithful to do that again. And they're confronted with this giant, and David goes to Saul to talk to him. I just want to read this to you in 1 Samuel 17, starting in verse 34. It says, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered him out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Verse 36, your servant has struck down both lions and bears and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord, listen to this, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Saul's like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever you say, like, just go. Like, may the Lord be with you. You've proven your point to me. But Saul, uh, Saul is like, okay, cool. I've released you to just go for it. And David's like speaking words of victory over the situation. He's like, I got this. Maybe you feel like you have some lions and bears in your life right now. But the Lord's delivered you before. And he's with you right now in the waiting. He's still here. But speak words of life, even when you're in the middle of the mess. Speak words of life. David spoke 
from a place of victory, not defeat. He spoke life, not death. What kind of words are we speaking in our waiting season? I remember when I was younger, I used to love, I mean, I still love playing music. And I was always creative. I used to draw in class when I wasn't supposed to on the side of my paper to get in trouble. And then I would just start drumming on my desk and be like, Christopher. I'm like, yes, okay, I'll stop. And uh, I was always just drumming or singing or humming and people would get annoyed and they just had to deal with it because I never stopped. And I just loved singing, playing music. But when I got more involved in church, it was probably the end of middle school, beginning of high school. I remember going to these services, remember going to summer camp and I loved it. And it was the first time I had ever gone to summer camp before. And I remember listening to the the speaker for that evening. And I remember immediately just admiring the the way that he was able to just get up and speak and, and communicate God's word. And I remember, you know, later on after leaving summer camp, going back to church and going to every Wednesday to youth and and going every weekend to church, I would hear these pastors speak and preach, and I always admired their ability to do that. And I remember having this continual conversation with Jesus. Whenever I would see that, I'd go, wow, that's amazing. Good for them. And uh, God, you know, if you ever gave me the opportunity to be able to do that, I, I I would love to. I have a desire to, but it's only in your will, God. Like, if you allow it to happen, then amazing. And if you don't want that for my life, amazing. I'm just going to follow you regardless. But at the same time, I don't feel like I can actually do that. You know, I was kind of like saying that at the end of every prayer as I was talking myself down. I wasn't speaking words of life over that desire that I had in my heart. And I kept speaking that and thinking, that's uh, cool. It's good for them. But I'd like to, but I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it. I don't. I feel like I would just get too nervous and I'd have stage fright. It's funny that I, I would rather, I used to tell people, oh, I'll sing in front of you, but I'm not going to speak in front of you. <laughs> I love to sing, but I can't speak. And I think I got used to that negative talk, if I'm to be honest. Got used to it, got familiar with it. And then I continued praying and talking And I remember when we came home, felt called to come home to help build church with Pastor Matt and Jill. And Mallory and I came home. We were uh, expectant for what God was going to do. And I remember just really quickly, just randomly saying to Pastor Matt one day when we were doing leadership messages or hangouts in his house, it was just like, you know, I've always had this desire to try and just communicate God's word. And if some of you guys don't know Pastor Matt, you have to be careful what you say around Pastor Matt because... He will hold you to it, and he will, he, he will not stop believing in you, which I'm so thankful for that. And uh, I'm here today because I had someone believe in me, and they saw something in me that I maybe didn't see myself at that time, and then I actually had to change my perspective. I had to start speaking words of life. Maybe the first dozen to 50 times was kind of lousy, to be honest. Every time I would do a message, I was like, this is really hard. And I don't know if I'm going to get better at this. And then I had to stop myself, right? I had to take, take that thought captive and replace it with truth from the word and speak life over that situation. I had to, to take a turning point and go, no, 
I can do this because it's not my words, it's God's words speaking through me. I'm just the vessel, and he can use you as well. And I think it's kind of funny. I guess the joke's on me that a small part of my job is now public speaking, so I'm figuring it out. But God is good, and he's working, and you're waiting. He's growing you if you lean into that, that idea of wanting to grow and leaning on the Holy Spirit. He will guide you in growing in that process. So let's remember to speak life. And then finally, as the band comes up this morning, let's ask for advice. Let's actually ask for advice because that's what David did. We see that in this scripture that David inquired of the Lord nine times in the, in the, books, the books of First and Second Samuel. I'm sure that he inquired of the Lord way more than that, but that's all that was written in these books. But I think nine is pretty significant. And that's, it's safe to say that he had a good rhythm of talking to the Lord. When he didn't know what to do, he inquired of the Lord. He wanted to get wisdom. And I think that what we can hold on to this morning, hear me, friend, that we can actually get wisdom from heaven. We can get help from heaven today. We can call on the Lord at any point and get advice when we enter a hardship or maybe a new situation that we don't know how to get out of. God is there and we can ask for his advice. And I wanted to just read this final portion of David's life and highlight David actually saving the city of Kila. I wanted to read 1 Samuel 23, starting in verse one here. It says, now they told David, behold, the Philistines are fighting against Kila and are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord. There it is. Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Kila. But David's men said to them, behold, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Kila against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord again. I love that. And the Lord answered him, arise, go down to Kila, for I will give the Philistines into your hands. And David and his men went to Kila and fought with Philistines and brought away their livestock and struck them with a great blow. So David saved the inhabitants of Kila. I love that he kept asking. He's persistent. We can do that as well. We can, we can talk to God at any point. When we don't know what to do, we can ask for his advice. In our lives, we need to remember that help is available from heaven. Help is available. Maybe you are in a mess in the middle between point A to point B. Can I just say that's okay? And can I also say you're not alone in that? Just look to your left and right. We're here for you. We're gonna do this together because we're better together. We're a family. If you're listening online, we're here for you. You're not alone. But we can ask for wisdom and insight if we need it. And God speaks to us. And I just want to end with this final thought with James 1 verse five. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. This is such a good reminder for us that we can actually ask for wisdom, and God doesn't just give or provide a little bit. He gives it out generously. 
And I think it's just a matter of us remembering that no matter what we go through. I think sometimes we can get so caught up with what's right in front of us. Maybe it's an obstacle and we forget what we have access to is God in heaven and we can ask for his help in Jesus name. Amen. So we can work with the weight that we feel. We can speak life in our season of waiting. We can actually grow in this process of waiting and be active and let that, that weight that we feel work for us and not against us. And finally, we can ask for advice. We can get help from heaven at any point in time. So amazing. I would love for us just in this moment, if we could stand. And I'd love to just take a minute to pray for some people. I'm not sure where you find yourself in life. Maybe this is your first time here. We wanna just say welcome, we love you so much. Maybe you've been coming for a long time, but maybe you're in a waiting season currently. Maybe this message is, is really hitting home for you. I wanna take a minute to just pray for you. Maybe there's some people that have been in the waiting season and because of waiting so long, you're bogged down because of it. And maybe you've removed Jesus from being at the center and you'd like to realign your focus this morning. And I'd love to pray for you to just get that reminder that he is in your waiting, that he's here right now and he sees you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed in this place, if that's you, if you're saying, yep, yeah, I'm in a waiting season and I need to put Jesus back at the center of the situation and know that everything's gonna be all right, I'd love for you to just raise your hand if you'd like to receive prayer in this moment. Amazing, thank you, thank you, amazing. Jesus, you see these hands this morning. God, I pray that we would remember that even though at times we feel the weight, thank you that we're not gonna break because you are involved in our lives. You're involved in these people's lives that, that are working through a waiting season. You're still speaking, you're still moving. You still show your power in a waiting season. I pray that we would remember that we can actually speak life no matter what life throws our way. We can speak life to even the most hope, hopeless situations because you make things that seem impossible possible because of your goodness, because of your strength, because you are mighty. So God, I pray you would bless people right now in this moment that you make your face shine upon them today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, why don't we sing this morning? Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.